Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm Nikita Rinthikpen, your host, balance and relationship advisor, and guide for the next 20 plus minutes. If you allow, I'd like to partner with you along your personal development journey to delete old programming and reimagine life after you've moved beyond barely surviving the burnout of work, life, and love into one where your old emotional wounds are healed and you are fully optimized, self-actualized, and thriving. Let's go. So something came up for quite a few of the people that are in my ecosystem. It's a mix of clients, colleagues, friends, family, and, you know, inner circle incubator folk in business with business relationships that I have, where we're not quite any of those other titles yet, but we're starting to learn each other. There's a vibe, a wave, an energetic, conscious understanding, whatever you want to call it, that's been happening across the globe in all of these conversations. And I'm talking about people from Japan to the Middle East to South Africa to multiple places in the United States and everything in between. So I know it's not just me and it's not just a few locals to the United States that are thinking what I'm about to share with you. There's this belief that when you're a giver, you just have to keep giving. And as for some of you who have been following the show for a while, you know, at least the last, let's say, six to maybe 12 months, you know, I am huge on redefining, reimagining, and really reclaiming things that have taken your power away. One of those things is the concept that it's not okay to be selfish. So I've reframed it. Some of you may know, some of you may not. I wrote a book back in, uh, published April 2020 called Selfish, ironically, unintended here, right? And it's not a how-to, it's my personal transformation story. It's my memoir, my survival of, you know, detailing everything that I had to go through, grow through, and continue to heal from for many, many years after the release of the book up until recently. So for those of you who aren't aware of some of the stuff that was going on with me, um, I'll say eight months ago, I got diagnosed with a tumor. And there was lots that went into it. I have a rare autoimmune already. So there was all kinds of nuances and complica- complications that just made life super fun. And I'm being extremely sarcastic when I say that. In the middle of all this, there was the physical reality that I had something that was foreign in my body foreign to me at least, that was growing and taking over and really shifting my whole existence. I had to really look at how I was doing business, how I was creating impact, who I was working with, how I was working with them, what my time looked like. Because now I have to, if you know the healthcare system in the United States, you have to move things around because when they can do a scan or they can get you in for a, a near urgent appointment, you have to drop everything and take it. So there was a lot of physical stuff that I had to navigate and manage. There was also a spiritual reality to this. Now, some of you are not going to necessarily vibe with it because you might not be spiritual or religious or um, connected to metaphysical awarenesses, which is really beyond the physical, like moving beyond physical and spiritual kind of theology, if you will, and a, a philosophy on its own. But I do believe that we hold trauma in our body. It's been proven by behavioral and emotional science 
And it's also understood by those of us who know that there is a spiritual connection to a lot of the physical diseases that we experience. I do not believe that we cause ourselves to have issues and challenges in a direct way, the way a lot of people will say, oh, you know, you're stressing, you're frustrated, so you caused your cancer. I don't believe that. <laughs> I believe things can be exacerbated by your stress or your fr frustration or your inability to communicate something that's really bothering you at your core, but I do not believe that you directly cause those things. So let me be extremely clear about that. But in the midst of all this, I am aware that as a survivor of sexual trauma, as well as multiple other traumas when I was younger, I know that many of those things are held in your gut area for women in your womb specifically. A lot of those things that I had therapy for, uh, you know, counseling, spiritual counseling, prayed about, all of those things that I really thought that I moved through, I did, in fact, move through, but I didn't heal all of those things. And in writing the book Selfish, I had to really go back into a lot of those experiences so that I could be honest and transparent and as detailed as possible so that those who read the book would really connect to not only what I was experiencing, but how I navigated through it and created hope and victory for myself. In a sense, I was re-traumatizing myself when I wrote everything all over again. I didn't understand it at the time. I did know that it was really difficult. It took me eight and a half years to finish that book. Um, and I understand looking back, like, well, part of it is it, it wasn't just something you were resisting doing on a superficial level. It was really challenging for you because you were constantly relieving it. This is me talking to me, right? Moving through all of that, I thought that by releasing my story into the world, by writing it, by giving hope to other people, receiving so much love and compassion and understanding, which I wasn't seeking, but I was grateful to receive from many, many of the readers, as well as aligned stories of, hey, I didn't go through that, but I understood what that experience did to you in this other way and how it blocked you or prevented you or slowed you down. And that your story gave me hope. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for your vulnerability. All of those things, which was my intention to release people into their own right and their choice to choose themselves so they could literally be intentionally selfish enough to make space to do their own healing work. That was the purpose. In the midst of that, from a metaphysical spiritual perspective, because I drug all that stuff up, I believe metaphysically that there was roots in me from all of that wounding, all of that trauma, all of that hurt and harm that I did not create, but that was put on me by the people who harmed me when I was a child and young teenager. I believe that that manifested itself into exacerbating something that may or may not have already been there, this tumor and many, many other things that I'm saying the one tumor, but there was many other things going on and just created kind of a petri dish of all the things that were buried super deep, that were covered in, you know, underneath chaos and confusion that I had covered and under with life and choices and the imprints of my experience and that had been sealed over by the healing work that I had then done, but those roots were still under the, underneath of that. 
So I do believe that although this was a really difficult and challenging last eight to, I can't even count this at this point, I think almost nine months ago now, or actually almost 10 months ago, because it all started back in April of 2021. I do believe that a lot of it was a manifestation of that, that needed to physically come out of me. Now, I know some of you are listening to this like, what, girl, what are you talking about? This is so woo. It's okay. Rock with it. This is just my belief. You don't have to choose to believe it. But I do believe that this was something that had to come out of me one way or another. And fortunately, it was able to be surgically removed versus it manifesting itself into something worse and rippling through my relationships and with my family and all kinds of other things, right? So that said, when I redefined the word selfish, I was redefining it selfishly for myself. I needed to own my own right to make space for myself. And that's where the the detail of the book came from. The, the word and me calling it selfish and all that was a whole nother episode. <laughs> that was a download that I received from God. That was a whole different thing. We can talk about that at another time. But in the redefining of it, I literally took back my power. Something that a lot of humans, but I happen to be a female, a woman, many women specifically are often told, and we tell each other, because women, we do this to other women, and you know, you know I'm right if you're being honest. We often will think another woman is being selfish for choosing herself because she slowed down, because she gave herself permission to pause when it wasn't two seconds before a breakdown. When someone's about to break down, everybody understands, oh, that person needs a break. They need a pause. They need this. They need that. But what about before the breakdown? What about before they're at their wit's end? What about then? When is giving so much of your energy, so much of your, so many of your resources, so much of your time away, when is that too much, especially when you are a giver? Because often as givers, we're expected to continue to give and people will give colloquial statements back to you like, oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. You do too much. You're the best they're not necessarily giving anything back to you, right? And, you know, we appreciate comments and compliments. Don't don't get me wrong. But for those of you who are givers, you know what I mean. You know that you can give and give to you go broke energetically. And that's not okay. So my revolution is to help others be more intentionally selfish. I truly believe that the strongest relationships are led by those that are bold enough to be intentionally selfish. Because when you are, you are saying to yourself, forget the world for a moment, you are saying to yourself, I believe in me. I believe in who I am in this moment. I believe even more in who I am becoming. And in order to become that 10.0 squared version of myself, I have to make space which looks like creating expansive boundaries, which looks like being okay with being a giver, but not till you go broke, simply so you grow. And that looks like making more room for you to have the time to even get clarity of what it is that you truly want. Because that's often the challenge for givers. We're giving at the same rate and energy level that people are 
booking themselves with busyness, right? And I'm not just talking about the entrepreneurial version of being booked and busy, you know, making money, getting clients and all that. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about. Many of us don't know how to be still. We have no idea. And in fact, it's so uncomfortable to think about what a day just to yourself without the kids, without the forever lover, without the girlfriends, without the guy friends, without all the activities, what a day for you, just for you, heck, what two hours for you really looks like without you feeling the need to do something for someone else. So hear me from my heart. There is nothing wrong with giving. I'm a giver. I will be a giver to the day my body is buried six feet under. But I have learned not to give until I'm energetically broke. And the way that I did that from a high level was learning to be intentionally selfish. That doesn't mean being egotistical, putting other people down, not being there for people, not showing up fully when you do show up because you're multitasking and preoccupied with your stuff. That's not at all what that means. It means giving yourself a personal intimate. And I do use those words together on purpose. You can be personal, but not be deep vulnerable and intimate, right? So I'm saying intentionally selfish is about being personally intimate in the gift that you give yourself so you have the space to create your joy your way, whatever that is. Now there's layers to this and all the detail of that. I I plan to do more how to use these balance tools and the personal development tools that we're talking about over on LinkedIn on Wednesday. So feel free to join me every Wednesday, God willing, (laughs) at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'm doing these Live Fully LinkedIn Live videos, somewhere between 10 and maybe 15 minutes, where we're going to take one tool from whatever showed up in the podcast, whether it was myself solo or with a guest, and break that one tool down into how you can actually apply it, right? So I don't want to get too wrapped up into the how, because I know Our logical minds hold that as, you know, wait, I got to take notes. I got to write. I got to write. But you're not being and absorbing. Right now for this episode, let me just guide you in being. I don't want you to do anything except for hear it. I hope that resonates with you. So as a giver who is not a reformed giver, like I'm a reformed perfectionist, I'm, you know, reformed loyalist, I'm a reformed a lot of things, but I am not a reformed giver because I will continue to be a giver. I've just applied the 3G mindset is what I call it. And I've been using it for at least nine of the 11 years that I've been in business where I got really focused and really intentional. I'll say that word again about a 3G mindset. That's give, give, grow, not give, give, go broke. Right? 3G mindset is really about giving from your energy in a way that feels good to you. You got to have capacity for it, though. You can't be at capacity, overextended, overwhelmed, and still giving. I'm sure many of you do. I used to, too. I used to still give. And guess what? I was giving from exhaustion. It was fumes. It wasn't fully myself. I resented some of the things that I said yes to, even with really good people who I loved and adored and would do a million and five things for Because I wasn't giving from a space where I had anything to give because I was truly overextended, I would resent it. I would be at the baby shower, the wedding reception, 
the lunch date with a friend who I wanted to listen to and I wanted to be fully present for. And I would be thinking, okay, my social battery is about to run out. I only have about, you know, X number of minutes or a half an hour left. You know, let me get this check and pay for it so I can go. I got to do these other 10 things. Like my mind was already somewhere else. And that's not how I want to be in any relationship. Not just the sitting down, talking to, sharing a cup of tea relationship or a glass of wine. I'm talking about relationships with myself, with my clients, with my husband, with my kids, with my grandkids. I don't want to be half in anywhere. That's not who I am. Part of what you need to do is know who you are along this process. Maybe you're somebody who doesn't want to be fully in in any of those relationships. You're just like, you know, 10% here and there is all good with me. I'm not judging you if that's what it is for you. But for me, for someone who absolutely craves making sure that I have a good, optimized self, that I am healthy and whole fully so I can show up for others fully and I can reach my personal, this isn't about the world, my personal mission for myself that's separate from the mission I have to build stronger families through my company, Big Pro Balance and Relationship Management Institute. That's what we do there. And I love everything I I do there. It's why I started the company 11 years ago, even though we made lots of uh, pivots and created different ways of achieving that. That was always the mission, and that's not going to change. But my personal mission, my selfish mission for myself, is to be fully optimized and self-actualized so I can thrive. That's me. Self-actualization for me looks like the best version of myself. The self that is okay with stuttering. The self that is okay with the fact that I'm super animated and everyone else can't handle it. (laughs) The self that can smile and, and be cheeky and sarcastic and love on you and be a prayer warrior all at the same time and still will cut you if you cross a boundary, okay? My full self and be okay with all of it. And there's so many more layers to that. I'm just kind of picking on like the cheeky, lighthearted things. But self-actualization for me is the goal. That may not be your goal and that's okay. But if it is, you have to create space for yourself. Now, you can call it anything you want. I call it being intentionally selfish on purpose. I call it not going broke energetically. I call it choosing yourself first. Choose you. You can still be aligned with a higher purpose. This isn't an either or. Living in the space of and, for those of you who read the book Selfish, you already know that's the goal. That's how you live fully. When you no longer say it has to be black or white, There's beautiful shades of gray in there, and you get to play with any of those shades that you want, whatever that looks like for you. That's why I'm a balance and relationship advisor. I didn't want to choose. Do I want to help people just work on their work life and love balance, or do I want to really go deep into those 360 degree relationships? What does that look like for you as a parent, as a lover, as a sibling? Even as an adult, because we have adult sibling relationship issues that come up too, y'all. Let's not pretend, right? What does that look like? How do you navigate it? How do you not hate 
going to the wedding, the funeral, or the holiday event with the family? How do you not have your energy shifted anytime so-and-so calls you on the phone and you're like, oh, I have to see them at this barbecue or this family reunion. I'm not sure I want to go now, right? Like, you don't want to do that. So I realized that balance and relationships was my gray. It was my space to play. Healing those multi-generational relational wounds that literally infect our DNA through our ancestry above us and below us for those of you who choose to have additional children from your womb it goes through my specialty is helping to remove that to heal that and part of how I do that is helping people own their right to be intentionally selfish we got to make the space So knowing that about yourself, knowing that you have to make space to do the work, to do the personal transformation work, to let go of the toxic people, places, and things, to make room for all the things that you really want, or maybe just to play around and have an opportunity to choose what you want versus feeding into the expectations of your old self. You know, that 25, 27, 32, 35-year-old self, for those of you like myself who are much older than that. You know, that was back in the day and that old self might have said, you were going to be a director of X by 22 and a millionaire by 27 and a mom of three by 31, right? Like you might have had these specific checklist requirements that for whatever life reason didn't align that way for you, but you still hold yourself to that. You guilt yourself and shame yourself, which is part of why you work so hard and leave no space for yourself because you're still punishing yourself for not achieving whatever that was, whatever that private expectation was that you held for yourself way back when. And a lot of you are sitting here saying, well, you know, what do I do? How do I fix it? The first thing is always, as a clinician, I can say, it is always to recognize that there is an issue in the first place. The second is letting it go. Now, that's the harder part. That's the how-to stuff that we'll be talking about in our personal development days with the Live Fully Live LinkedIn's that we're going to be doing on Wednesdays. But a lot of that work has to be done. So you can be a better lover, a better parent, a better colleague, a better owner, a better investor. Whatever it is that you are, you can be so much better. You can be fully optimized. You can self-actualize and thrive if you're willing to let go. Knowing that it is simple, (laughs) it is simple, right? It's let go. How simple is let go? But it's not easy because there is programming that we have to first release, period. And you have to ask yourself the question, Are you willing to release? Or do you want to continue to get the empty accolades and pats on the back from other people saying, good job, thanks so much. Oh my goodness, you're so kind. You did so much. I really appreciate it. All good, all fine, but it's empty when you really don't even have room to receive it. That's why I say it's empty. When you're doing so much, you're being so many things for so many people and not actually being there for yourself, there's a challenge. Learning to quit is hard, y'all. You don't have to quit everything. And in fact, you shouldn't. You should honor the agreements you make, including the one 
that I hope you make with yourself today, that you honor yourself enough to be bold enough to, to proclaim that you are intentionally selfish and you choose you. You choose you to make space. You choose you to forgive yourself, to be able to make room to do the work for the self-forgiveness. Because in, that in and of itself is a whole nother episode, a whole nother challenge. You want to have more passionate intimacy. You want to be swinging from chandeliers. You want your sparks to be flying in your bedroom. You got to do some self-forgiveness work. That's, that's the reality. You may not have necessarily specific trauma, like a sexual trauma like I have, or physical trauma or emotional trauma. That may not be your thing. You don't have to have had those deep-rooted macro traumas, as we would call it. Micro traumas are a thing. I work with a lot of clients from tech spaces and engineers to entrepreneurs, celebrities, all the things in between, and all of them have something in common. Even when they didn't think that they had a a quote-unquote trauma that was credible because they go by the world standards of that, which in and of itself is a whole nother conversation, right? Hashtag you're talking to a trauma specialist, so that's a whole nother conversation. They all have had their own traumatic experiences. Some of them have had relationships with family members who were healthy physically, but not healthy emotionally or mentally that did some damage on their self-esteem, that made them feel like they weren't worthy, the things that they were doing wasn't enough. Those created micro-traumas, those early scripts, that early programming told them that they weren't worthy of all that they've accomplished. And many of them are still being driven by that inner child, that inner child that never got a chance to heal, that was hurt, wasn't in the back seat being led by the adult that are making all these great accomplishments, that inner child is driving and presses the gas pedal hard when they're in some kind of predicament where there's something like a conflict that's coming up, something that's crucial. That inner child takes over. I don't want your inner child to take over. I want your inner child to be respected, to be loved, to be told that he or she is safe, that you got it now. You're the adult in charge, that you're whole enough to take over. That's what my my hope and my wish is for you. The same way that I had to go through it in my own little long way with all of the stuff, I pray that none of you have to get to the point that all of that stuff was so rooted that it literally manifested stuff into something physical that has to be surgically removed. I don't want that to happen to you, but I definitely want you to do the work, but you got to have space for it. So my question for you is, are there enough benefits for you? to be intentionally selfish? Do you see yourself worthy of it? Do you feel strong enough to lean into it? And if you do, I implore you to come 
listen to me on Wednesdays. We'll be doing link. I'll be doing, I keep saying we, I'll be doing LinkedIn lives at 12 noon for about 10, 15 ish minutes. Sometimes we'll have some of the guests that are from the BBP, the Balanced Bully podcast. That'll also be coming over because we had a fabulous episode, you know, maybe two or three episodes back. And we were able to get them to come on and break down one of those balance tools that they shared and break it down into the how. Sometimes it'll be me breaking something down into the how. But I hope you join me there. And for those of you who are really ready to go the distance, on Thursdays at noon, we'll be doing a Twitter space. And it will be we because it'll be me and a few people from my team that'll be there to kind of help handle the flow. I'm going to do an intentionally selfish Twitter space live every Thursday. Now, if you're not familiar with Twitter space, it's kind of... Twitter's answer to Clubhouse, (laughs) Um, they said, you won't be the only one getting everyone over there. So it's like an audio podcast of sorts there. All you have to do is follow me at Ask Nikita on Twitter, and you'll automatically get notifications of when I go live on Twitter space. If you're not familiar with the Twitter platform itself and you download the app, you'll see it's regular feed. Look down at the bottom. There's four little squares, four little circles that are um, in the shape of a diamond. You click that and you'll see all of whatever, whoever is live at the time. And if you're following me, you'll get that notification. You just tap and you join in. It's audio only. LinkedIn, when you're on LinkedIn Live, you're just kind of watching and listening and you can comment in the chat. There's no um, dual feedback, like you can't talk to me. But on Twitter, you can talk back. You can raise your hand and I can bring you up as a speaker if you choose, or you can just listen in. The intentionally selfish Twitter space conversation will be all about healing, all the generational and relational wounds. This is all things healing and thriving and work life and love. That's what Thursday's Twitter space will be about healing and thriving and work life and love. Whereas Balance Boldly, as you guys know, for those of you who have been following it, is really about providing those balance and personal development tools that are helping you move beyond surviving burnout, imposter syndrome, all of those things, so you can grow in that way. It's not really the healing work. It's kind of the the tools for you to just recognize that there may be some healing that's necessary more than anything. And there's lots of phenomenal experts that we bring to the BBP. I can't even keep up with the number. I think it's a 155 episodes that are already live. There's plenty of stuff for you to dig into in every single profession you can imagine we've had on the show. And we will continue, not willing to have them. LinkedIn Live is kind of the bridge. It's the how-to for many of these things. And some of those how-to conversations will roll right over into Twitter space, right? Just to kind of continue the conversation so we can have that that dual conversation. I love conversations. Conversations on air is one of my favorite things. So I hope you guys will join me there. I hope that this was helpful. Remember, 3G mindset. Give, give, grow, but do not give until you are energetically broke. We do not want that. <laughs> until next time, I want you to continue to enjoy the balance of your day. But remember, do it bold.